Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Slavic Bros. My name is Tyler, and this is my good buddy, Austin. What's up? What's going on, guys? How's it going today? And uh, today, we are about to talk about the giant mindfuck that is known as the quote-unquote Russian rebellion that just happened for us. What is it, like, this past week, Austin, or was it this week? This past weekend, it was the rebellion that lasted a day and ended. Yeah, it, it, it was literally like a, a thing that maybe, maybe even lasted just like, I don't even know, 72 hours or whatnot. And there were so many just dumb things that came from it. I know watching that, I was kind of amused for maybe a solid second. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. And I can only imagine what it's like being an intelligence service for like the CIA uh, or a, a person working for like an intelligence service, like the CIA, FBI, something like that, or for various countries because you're like what the hell is going on like you can't predict this shit anymore it's just so far out in left field and i mean i don't know what, what are your initial thoughts because i know for myself i have so much to say for it uh, i guess i'll go ahead and start yeah. i was hoping that there was actually going to be a civil war and like there would be at first when i first read it i was like okay it sounds like we may have a coup and then i was like i don't think that the, i don't think that the wagner group is strong enough to have a coup on the Putin regime. But I do think there is potential for a civil war. So then I thought, well, I hope we're going to see a civil war where you have like the Wagner group fighting against Putin and Russia will start having internal instability and fighting, which will end the stupid Ukraine crap. And we'll be able to, you know, maybe start seeing Russia, start seeing some of these anti-Putin forces in Russia come to fruition. Mm. Yeah, I. For me personally, I think it was something that's like I, I was hoping to see a civil war. I didn't necessarily expect it to go on. Like when I woke up and I like I heard about, it, I was like, oh wow, shit's going on in Russia, and I was like, that's kind of stupid. Like I saw they went into Rostov, and I was like, huh, they took this town essentially without a fight, and they were just more or less going to government offices and like holding up there saying, shit, this is ours. We're going in. We're doing basically like a mutiny, and then they're like. They're sending people to Moscow. And already I was a little, little like questionable of that because I was like, okay, from like a logistical and tactical standpoint, I don't understand why you would take all of your, like, keep in mind, like Wagner group, it, they're not even an army. They're just a, a mercenary corporation that has a lot of people. And uh, we don't know the entire amount of what they have, but like, let's guesstimate it's around 25,000. Granted, they also have contracts in other countries. So that's not everybody. Um, you take, you take some of those people and then you separate them from Rostov and go up to Moscow, which is the most heavily defended city in Russia right now. And you think that's a good idea? And I was like, that's that's doomed for failure. At most, you'll maybe be able to supply yourself for like, what, three days uh, before shit hits the fan. So either they were hoping for a quick result um, to knock out like a, a couple targets and whatnot, or uh, maybe they actually thought they could take the city. I know for myself, I think that one of the big reasons this thing actually failed is that Wagner, like Prigozhin and all those guys probably thought they could have maybe gotten more people to rebel against the Putin regime immediately. They're probably hoping for some of the military leaders to kind of turn their back on like the Ministry of Defense and be like, yeah, no, no, Shoigu, fuck that guy. And then basically join their cause. But that didn't happen. We didn't see that. And so after a while, they're like, oh, shit. We just separated our guys. They're in two different places. This is kind of bad. Now you have people coming from all directions. Just it was a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, I, I know 
like I said, I I would love to have seen shit hit the fan and, and become like a civil war there. We could maybe see the Putin regime uh, finally come to an end or whatnot. But uh, that's just not what we got. And now, now we have the strange situation where he's in Belarus. Like, bro, you shot yourself in the foot. You think you think good old Putin's gonna forget you? You know, stabbing him in the back? No, <laughs> that motherfucker. He may say shit's fine. But, you know, a month or two later, even a year later, you end up dead outside of a building. Yeah, I'm really perplexed. Honestly, I think the decision of Pergosian to march on Moscow was so dumb that I'm wondering if it was even. I'm wondering if there was something else going on. Because I mean, why would you march on the capital city when it's heavily defended? When you just took Rostov, which is another large city, right. and you had a base where you could start expanding your operations and start getting more support to broaden your faction to slowly escalate things into a civil war and slowly make your way towards Moscow. Like he was right there on the border with Ukraine. He had a lot of support from his troops who were coming from Ukraine and just crossed the border to Russia because apparently the border is not guarded. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, like apparently, I, I, I fit, I'm at a failure to understand how Russia is able to invade Ukraine and then they can't even secure their own border. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the times they do secure their own border, it is the, the lamest shit I have ever seen. They'll get like these like tiny little like anti tank things that would be destroyed in an instant and be like, yep, that's fine. That's legit. As, as if, you know, that didn't fail God knows how many times in the past. I don't know. Russia in general is just so outdated in everything. And that's just one of the things I they mean, are there, too. I mean, dude, like, they legit, I think you want to, I think you told me that they've got, like, some Polish um, faction of troops that just made their way across the border and are raiding their way through southern Russia and um, kind of, like, raising dissent and, like, trying to like encourage people to move away from the supporting Putin. How the heck did they get across the border? <laughs> did, did a whole faction of Polish troops just move with tanks across the border? Like, <laughs> well, so, so that whole thing, like you're referring to, um, I'm glad you brought that up. You're, you're referring to the Polish volunteer Corps and the, uh, the Russian volunteer Corps, And they're basically, uh, they're two independent factions that basically just like more or less strolled across the border and they just started doing raids. And, uh, I think that's kind of funny because the Russians can't even like, like you said, they can't even secure their own border. They've done like next to nothing to prevent these guys from coming across the border. And they just literally raid town to town. And what it's doing is like, like I know from the Russian volunteer Corps, for example, we've had interviews with them and uh, they've, they've had it. They've, they've been talking about, and I, I, I'm not trying to say that everything they're saying is a hundred percent true. I, I wasn't there, so I can't take everything, but from, from what we have been told from them is that they said that when they came into places that more or less the Russian military caused ca like civilian casualties by um, shelling the town and it didn't kill the Russian volunteer corps. It just killed the civilians. And I mean, that, that seems pretty classic in how, how Russia operates anyways. It's not like we've, uh, we haven't seen that before. I mean, hell they, they've shot schools while kids were inside of it. So um, it's not really outside of their character. They just don't really think things through too well. But um, I mean, the yeah, only thing I, I, at this point, the only thing that I think they're good at is disinformation and propaganda. They're real good at that, but they're not good at actually fighting a war, securing their border, or even forming a civil war. Yeah, see, that's interesting too. That you say like misinformation and propaganda. You know, shit was bad when even the Russian like news channels and all that, 
and all the government sources were saying, yo, we are teetering on the edge of a civil war. That's how you know it's bad. Normally you'd see that in the West. We'd be like, oh, hey, look, Russia's on, you know, about to have a civil war. But for them to say that, that was bad. And I, I, I didn't think that it was about to become a civil war. Uh, it takes a lot to become that. Like to say Wagner Group and that like that whole thing that was a civil war. It's not. That was that was a mutiny. And I think even the Russians call it that, which that's correct. Um, a, you know, civil war would imply the civilians themselves are coming up and they're trying to fight. These are basically a bunch of low lives and convicts that you know have God knows how many war crimes and murders on their hands that said fuck the Russian government and went against them. And I'm not trying to defend like like I, I definitely I want to get that across. I don't want to defend the Wagner Group. I, I think they're shitheads. I think they're horrible people. And like, if if like I were to ever have seen them in combat or whatnot, it, it it'd be it'd be on. Like, I I you would you wouldn't spare them because they've killed so many people and done so many fucked up things. It's it's not even funny. Um, but what they were doing, I was just very amused by. It was just like I I wanted to see bad people cause other bad people harm. If that makes sense. Yeah, and. And wasn't Prigozhin the leader of the Widener group of ex-criminal himself? I don't know his status on his um, his crimes or whatnot. I have to look into that. Prigozhin is basically relevant because he uh, he used to have a food catering service that is just a giant thing. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's crazy, right? You have you have a dude that's in charge of straight up murders, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and you know something like the uh, like Cisco or something like that. That, that, that's like you know just giving you food and then all of a sudden bam he's, he's killing people and preventing other people from getting food I, I think that's a little it's a little bit of a 180 but um yeah a lot of people in Wagner group are, are uh, known criminals like actual criminals we, we, we've seen leaked videos of him in prison camps that are basically like hey I can get you out of here in exchange for you going to the front lines in the meat grinder for more or less six months these guys were already in a shitty situation before then they got released and they got a gun in their hands and they went to a shittier situation where they're getting shot at. But hey, if you survive those six months, you quote unquote, I guess, can become free. Maybe. I That being said, I don't know how many of them have actually become quote unquote free or whatnot or what actually happens after that time. But um, yeah, so, so they're already in a shitty situation. And on top of that, what sparked this was a, a lot of resentment between the Wagner group and the Russian government. I mentioned before that there was like a lot of shit with Shoigu, right? Who's like the uh, like the top dog of like their defense right now in Russia. He's pretty damn incompetent. I, I'm not even going to lie. I will agree with Prigozhin. Shoigu's fucking incompetent. Like he, <laughs> the, 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 just the lack of logistical thinking this man ha has just had is, is just staggering. And uh, it's also shown that, that he, he's definitely very resentful of the Wagner group. And the resent has also been reciprocated back with Wagner Group. I'm sure you were familiar with what was always on the news for a while, probably like weeks on end, was Bakhmut. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so the whole thing with like the Wagner Group claimed that they could not win Bakhmut more or less because the Russian government was neglecting them, especially Shoigu, that he was failing to give them uh, ammunition, supplies, anything that they needed to win, and that they were on the edge of winning but couldn't do it because they didn't have that. And basically, he blamed Shoigu for pride, essentially, that that um, the Russian troops had to be responsible for the biggest victory and that it couldn't be mercenaries because that makes the Russian troops look like shit. And like, that's right. I mean, honestly, that that's that's straight up. That's, that's good logic. You don't want to have your own government look incapable compared to a bunch of convicts and mercenaries. That just looks horrible. And so 
He blamed that failure on the government. And then what really set this off for the mutiny was he claimed that the Russian government shelled his camps for Wagner Group and killed his people. And so they said, fuck that. And they went over and like fought him. So correct me if I'm wrong, though. So after his little failed coup, him and Putin negotiated and the terms were that he was going to go into exile in Belarus and the Wagner Group was to be disbanded. And then so, uh, didn't didn't he also suggest to Putin a few things that he wanted him to do, which Putin's not going to do? Or what is your he, thoughts on that? So he didn't talk directly to Putin because that would have been dangerous as fuck. Putin probably would have killed him right then and there or done something. But um, it was apparently <laughs> he brokered a deal with good old Lukashenko of all people, as if Lukashenko is a, a, a fair and good person for negotiations. <laughs> I know I sure as hell wouldn't have him as my negotiator. But um, yeah, so, so they brokered a deal and basically it was like, you, he it ended up where, where he was allowed to go to Belarus and uh, like chill there. And I, I'm, I'm kind of questioning that. I'm like, what what's going on with his family back home then? And uh, like, are they basically under house arrest? I, cause I don't think they've come to Belarus yet. And, uh, and is Lukashenko going to be in a basketball of Putin now because he's hosting? Yes, that's, that's, that's a good question. But honestly, I don't think this is going to end well either way. It's not like you know, Prigozhin can escape to the West. He's in charge of a group that's done war crimes and actively fought against Ukraine. He can't go West. He can't go East because that involves going to Russia. And you just get schwanked if you went to Russia. And then, like you said, is he going to get in trouble with Putin? Belarus is more or less just a puppet state of Russia anyways. And uh, I'm personally thinking bad things are going to come his way. It doesn't have to be next week. It doesn't have to be two weeks. It can literally be a year, two years from now. Something is going to happen to Prigozhin. Either that or else maybe they'll take the slow route and try to kill his pride over time. And um, like you said, I, I heard something about Wagner Group being disbanded, but I also have heard that it's not going to be disbanded. I've heard that a lot of the heavy weaponry, like tanks and stuff, will have to be transferred to the Russian government. But the troops can essentially return back to their positions. And then I one of the things was like, they tried making an, uh, a deal thing where it was like Shoigu would be dismissed from his like his uh his position. A lot of like the incompetent generals that he named, um, but they said no to that, and they uh they they I think they tried to offer the Wagner Group to essentially become integrated as part of the Russian military, and then I guess he didn't like that either. Uh, Prigozhin didn't like that, and so it's a it's a weird thing and. From what I understand, it just looks like Prigozhin lost on so many levels. Like he he attempted this thing and didn't even follow through with it, and then he lost in negotiations. Like he's he's lucky to even be breathing right now, and everything else is just like a sucker punch to his pride. And th that's what I'm so perplexed by is like how did he have so much power and he just so quickly lost it? I mean, it seemed <laughs> like he had enough power to take. He took a whole city and he just like marched in and I don't know if the Russian troops fled or if they just surrendered to him or what happened but he took a whole major city and it seemed like he had enough power to secure a whole region of Russia under his authority and I guess become a regional warlord that could yeah. into a civil war how did he lose all that power within a day and why and why did he so easily give it up and go into exile you know and that, I think, will be one of the 
greatest Marvels for this year. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I don't have a solid answer to even provide for that. Because in my mind, I'm like, if I'm going to do something as ballsy as that, as straight up fighting the Russian government, as a Russian, if I were that, you know, if I fell under that, that, that circumstance, I would at least follow through with it. Because it's stupid to to kind of go into it, play around for a couple days, you know, literally shoot at the Russians. I saw a video of them, and I, I, I want to confirm if it's like legitimate footage or not, because I know there's all sorts of footage that's popped up from various things. But it, it claimed that it was Wagner Group literally shooting an, an anti-air like air rocket at a helicopter, and it, it narrowly missed. Um, but once again, I'd have to, I'd have to fact check that and see how, you know, it's, it's correlation. But if that's true, it's like, you know, you, you shoot at the Russian military and the Russian government, and then you're just going to say, nah, bro, we're, we're, we're just going to say, no, put down our weapons. Oh, this never happened. We, we never meant for this to be a mutiny. No, 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 no. That's crazy. It was just just an exercise, just a special military operation, if you will. And uh, then they just goes into like they go, like, you know, Prigozhin just goes into exile. That, that doesn't that doesn't add up. Why? I, that, that thought process. If I'm in that that position, I'm going to follow through with it for a little while longer and do something. You mentioned he could have become a regional warlord. Yeah, he definitely could have. He could have. Uh, he could have stayed around there and just caused like dissent, all sorts of things throughout that area. He could have held on to that because the Russians are already incapable enough in Ukraine. It's not like they're doing anything good there, anyways. Um, Wagner yeah. Group is pulling a lot of the heavy weight in many regions of Ukraine, and. Uh, I mean, if you just remove that, for one, that causes more chaos on the Ukrainian front. The Ukrainians can take back land. They can do all sorts of havoc there. But then on the Russian front, now you have problems. You couple that with other things like the Polish Volunteer Corps, Russian Volunteer Corps, Freedom for Russia Legion, all those people, as they gain or if they gain more prominence or whatnot, and they start raiding more and doing more, now you have a ton of chaos in Russia's own borders. People are already facing hard times there. I can't imagine what being a Russian citizen is like right now. You couple all that together, and maybe people start saying, huh, maybe Putin sucks after all. Yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering if Pergosian has, I wonder if there's something else going on that we're not hearing about, because I don't think he would just give up everything that easily. So something, there's something behind the scenes that's going on, I think, that we're just not hearing I'm curious if he's like got, trying to strike up some kind of alliance with Lukashenko, maybe to like take Lukashenko to help Lukashenko escape from Putin's fold, or maybe to use Belarus as a base of operations and expand, use that as like a home base and kind of expand east from there. Or I don't that, know. What are your thoughts? That's an interesting thought. I had read something that uh, apparently. Lukashenko was giving the Wagner Group a uh, an abandoned, like a derelict military base in Belarus, and uh, I don't know why the fuck you would do that. You would give a mercenary group a, a a base to operate. That's that's a little stupid within your own borders. You've seen what they did before, <laughs> but um, yeah, I heard they were doing that, but I they weren't allowed to operate like recruiting centers in Belarus. And I mean, we all know they're going to do it anyways. And then and if they don't, then hell, we'll just say they did anyways and probably come and kick in their doors two days later, straight up Knights Templar style, walk in like, oh, you broke the law, and then just, you know, try him under some crazy charge. But um that's a really good comparison right there. Compare them to some of the um some of these like different crusading night groups. Like in fact my first thought after you said that was they remind me of the um Teutonic Knights. Like they're just a they're like a 
a group of like warriors who have went rogue and are like are just forming their own state within a state and are, who still have the potential to heavily influence policy. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of group of <laughs> assholes. Um <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually it's it's a it's a good um good comparison there. Teutonic Knights. Because yeah, they, they definitely were um they were trying to do like their own little thing and, and uh operate under just themselves. I mean, for a while it's it's pretty common knowledge that they, they weren't really seeing eye to eye with the uh the Russian government for a while. And even like when they were supposed to be like alongside the Russian troops, they weren't they weren't really falling under the Russian army. That's why there's this push right now to try to integrate them because they were doing their own thing. They were saying, no, we don't have to listen to you. There were cases of like all sorts of uh, conflict between them. I'd heard some cases that I, I mean, we've heard God knows how many stupid things come out of this whole thing. It's, it's misinformation and whatnot. But um, I, I heard some, some cases where they got into like actual fights with some of the Russian soldiers. And I mean, I, I, I believe that, but you never know um just this whole situation is just such a such a such a shithole it has such, such a shit fest honestly it's just um I, I don't even know how to characterize it yeah it's it's a mess and i hope after this two things happen i hope that first like russians will start realizing that putin's iron grip on power isn't much of a grip at all it's just a right. grip based on lies and they'll start, you know, wanting to support some of these factions that are fighting against Putin currently in Russia, and that his power will start to erode, and either he'll be overthrown by factions within his government, and the war will stop, or there'll be a civil war. And I don't even, I'm not even going to estimate what's going to happen with that because that will be a beyond my brain. Um, Second, I hope that some of the dummies in Central Europe will stop thinking that Russia is a stronger power than the than NATO and the Transatlantic Alliance. You know, these Czechs and Slovaks and Hungarians that think this y'all are just flat out dumb. Like, you really think that, that Russia is stronger than the U.S. when they can't even secure their own border? Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, ne ne neither can we, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we might have illegals crossing our border, but we're not going to have a whole dang army of Mexicans crossing the border. Of course, we do have drug cartels. But... Yeah, the cartels. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wouldn't be a whole army crossing our border with tanks and all of that, which Great. they seem to have easily done with Russia. Yeah, just just tank tank loads of uh, fentanyl and cocaine, but I know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, it's it's a good point though. People people in uh, Europe are uh, for for so long have been like, oh wow, Russia's so crazy, blah 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 blah, and uh, they can't even secure their own borders. They can't even take over freaking Ukraine with a military that was so much bigger than the Ukrainians. They supposedly had God knows how many thousands of tanks. They always showcase their military might with the VDV and the Spetsnaz, all their elite troops, and it's like, well, where are they now? Yeah, <laughs> they're not in a good predicament. They're they're doing pretty poorly. We're, 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 yeah. we're, and they let a rogue faction just take over a whole city. Like, I can't imagine, like, a Mexican drug cartel taking over a whole city in the U.S. Like, that just, that just wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, 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 in an armed capacity, definitely not. Um, they, or, or like, like, back in the day when, when the U.S., we used to have uh, Blackwater, our, like, our, our PMC, you know, the private military corporation, 
was super common over in the Middle East, uh, fighting in like Iraq, Afghanistan, all that kind of stuff. Um, Blackwater and all the supporting similar groups like that. Like you wouldn't see those guys just going over and taking over like New York, New York City or something like that. That, that wouldn't happen or send a, a convoy down to Washington, D.C. If that happened, holy shit, that, that would not work. <laughs> they'd be attacked by every national guard armory known to man but yeah hey, just to follow up on my comment on like these idiots in central europe who think that russia is so strong like you know at this point that is just a sign of weakness if you think that i mean yeah i'm sorry to put like these like pro-russia people in some of these countries on the spot but like if you actually think that country is strong at this point, dude, you're either just dumb or you're weak and you're not wanting to work. Like mm-hmm. these Hungarians that are so much wanting to avoid conflict between the West and Russia, and I'm putting them on the spot because it is mostly them. That's just a, a weak and dumb mentality. I mean, don't don't, don't apologize for, for trying to offend them or putting them on the spot or whatnot. I mean, honestly, God, like, fuck them. Like, straight up, for, for for any of you guys like that are listening right now and you made it this far, um, if you're if you're pro Putin, like like just just straight up don't don't listen to this shit. Like we we, we don't want you here. They're like, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm being frank there. Um, I, I'm not showing any remorse because I don't care. I don't want any Putin pro Putin people on here. Putin's a fucking monster. I, I don't want him, any pro Russian government people here. That that that's not what we're standing. We're we're here for all the other good slobs that just want to exist and shit and want want to want to be normal. And I'm like the uh, the Russian monster bots that uh screw everything up for the rest of us yeah and I, like i love the russian people it's a beautiful mm-hmm. culture beautiful nation but you know if you're pro putin you might as well just unfollow us exactly get, get the fuck out of here like, like we, we don't we don't want that shit or what's that what's a quote that you had sit down and shut the fuck up or something <laughs> get another uh yeah <laughs> I, I need that like a little like a like a beer koozie or something like that so i can just hold it up and showcase it here <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, the whole the whole thing is just wild. I'm definitely I'm glad you brought that up about the uh, Central Europeans and other Europeans and such that are kind of pro Russia or pro Putin in that aspect because it's worth bringing that up. Just just don't be here. Yeah, exactly. Like you're one of a couple of different audiences that we don't want. <laughs> don't, then these then these, these Slavic communities in Germany who think that they're so slavic and tough that and all this stuff when they just act like flat out germans that, that roast us in our comments for no apparent reason and then yeah. also <laughs> liberal, li- liberal checks and polls who don't want to be czech or polish these three different categories you know far right slavic people in germany and also german germans too czechs and poles <laughs> are ultra liberal and pro putin russians and other nations just don't follow us please right. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I guess uh, try, trying to think think of another thing. I, I wanted to ask you definitely about the uh, the whole situation. Um, in 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 your ideal your your ideal world, right? What would you what would you like to have seen happen though? Bringing it back to like the Wagner situation, what would you like to have seen happen uh, with Wagner Group in in uh, relation to the overall situation? I would have liked to have seen the Wagner Group secure some territory and then start um, sort of promoting instability. And I would have liked Russia to have descended into a civil war 
because I would like to see a situation where Putin is removed from power and a democracy is restored so the Russian people actually have a say-so in their government. And don't give me this bull crap that you've never had a democracy and that you can't have one. You can. And um, yeah. Russia can still be managed with the democracy. Nations like India are way more diverse than Russia and have a semi-functioning democracy. So ah. semi-functioning. Yeah, semi. <laughs> so it, it can happen. Um, and, you know, I would have liked to have seen sort of just a situation where at first, it would. I would like to have seen a situation where Russians would start kind of like being like Slavic bros again, like you know, kind of like being, <laughs> yeah, that isn't trying to just take over the world. Of course, that, that's been them for the past two hundred years. But <laughs> <laughs> but if they, if they could be just like a Slavic bro nation who just like wants to be like chill and like you know like work with other Slavic countries. And not try to exert themselves over them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Honestly, for myself, I I would have liked to have seen a civil war go on. That also raises a lot more questions on who would get involved. Would the Chinese get involved and like choose sides or you know gerrymander certain regions to their favor or whatnot? Um, but if they had inspired a civil war, I know I sure as hell wouldn't want to see them win it like like the wagner group I, i'd want to see both the russian government and the wagner group get fucked i want to see them both just get eliminated they, they like wagner group for anybody that actually was listening about defending them or whatnot or thinking what they were doing is cool and trying to come to their side like no no they they they, they were merely but a tool to inspire something much greater it does not make them good because they were fucking horrible and they still are uh i i would love to see them just get completely wiped out and I'm I'm not not trying to like I, I'm not not saying as a stretch either that that's that's a legitimate thing I would love to see Wagner Group just end just cease to exist and and not have members because they're they're fucking awful they've committed so many crimes against humanity war crimes God knows how many things that are just yeah. unspeakable that we probably get this taken down for if we actually mentioned half the shit they really did um, to be honest if there was to be a civil war at this time though now that we're talking about it. I don't know if there would have been a good outcome either way. Because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm familiar with the Chinese Civil War, and I'm just kind of, you know, you got these different warlords and different factions and ended up the communist one. Right. I'm just trying to visualize how a civil war between, like, the Russian, the weak Russian, weak but numerous Russian military, and then the advanced and not as numerous Wagner group would look. And you got these other factions, too, like the Rush, the two different Rush, anti-Putin Russian factions, the Polish um, fac faction in Southern Russia. Right. And I'm just visualizing this and I'm, I, I would be curious if there was a civil war, if like some other regions of Russia that are in like the remote East and in Chechnya and some of these uh, Caucasian states, if they would try to secede and become their own autonomous states. Yeah. I, I, Probably or maybe, but I don't know. Then again, the uh, the Chechens, for lack of better words, have just become a bunch of uh, Russian bots nowadays that seem to have forgotten their own damn past. But um, not speaking for all Chechens, but uh, of course, to be honest, still good ones. But to be honest, in their current radical Islamic form, it might be best that they just stay as Russian bots. Well, 
I, I'm just sick of seeing them constantly run to Putin's aid and whatnot, bend over to them when, when you know, you know, got, got back back in the war and stuff for them that they were sitting there actually getting harassed and getting their shit kicked in by the Russians that were pressing the hell out of them. But now they're suddenly buddy buddy with them. I mean, it it, it just it's just interesting how how their fathers and grandfathers die for freedom of their of their state, and then they're all now complicit in helping Putin, who actively oppressed them in the past. I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's just dumb. But uh, and, I guess on that note, we've covered a hell of a lot here. Do you have any closing remarks? That I hope that we will see power go towards the Russian people who want to have a state where they're actually represented, mm-hmm. and that I'm I'm also curious to follow what's going on with the Widener group in Belarus and if there'll be some kind of action there. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear what our followers think. So like, if you listen to this, please let us know what you think. Reach out via messenger on Instagram messenger on tick. You can reach out on TikTok. Um, just let us know your thoughts on this whole dynamic situation, because it really is a situation where we are witnessing history unravel. Absolutely. D- definitely let us know. Um, and uh, I swear to God, if, if, if you're some Korva that's, that's pro-Russian, that message of us, I mean, I'm, I'm putting that, that message on blast. So it's, go- it's going out in the story. <laughs> um, he'll, he'll make a TikTok video, put, put you on the spot like I, I did when a Russian person <laughs> asked me why Czechs don't speak Russian fluently. <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody that stuck around for this long. This is a pretty wild topic. Uh, we had the idea for this as it was going on. We we're like, hey, we should probably talk about this. And then like an hour later, we, we check and like shit's already going south and like it's, it's pretty much over. And we're like, well, I guess we'll just talk about it anyways. But kind of kind of anticlimactic. But um, definitely thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you if you stayed this long. You guys are a lifeblood. And uh, Dovi Zenya. Dovi Zenya. Ahoy.